You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to the 750. I am your ORG Ochoa. He is your 75, two time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer. The one, the only. I saw him take a big swig of coffee because I'm sure he stayed up all Monday night to watch the Mavericks loss. It is Tony Casillas. TC, what up? Man, that hurt. And you're right. I did have to drink a lot of coffee. And I've been up for, man, I'm an early bird. So I've been up for some time. But uh, yeah, the, the game last night didn't go well for the Dallas Mavericks fans. But, uh, you know, there's hopefully uh, it'll be a seven game series and it won't be a sweep. So. Uh, wasn't a good good night uh, for the cow. Excuse me, the the Suns, but or excuse me, it's a great night for the Suns, but a bad night for the Mavericks. Well, um, you know, nobody cares about the Suns around here. Nobody. Um, but uh, Tony will be talking about the Mavericks and the Cowboys and everything else on Instagram on Tony's takes. Everybody go follow Tony on Instagram. Uh, hey, I appreciate the plug, brother. Hey, so, I mean, that's that's my job. I'm just people just call me electrician. You know what I mean? I'm just out here plugging stuff. You know what I mean? That's well, that's what well, I do. Well, here's the thing. It's, uh, you know, this weekend's the Kentucky Derby, and we'll get into the Cowboys draft and mm-hmm. your mock draft, how it's stacked up, and see how, how you know, you just you nailed every pick and there are nine picks in the draft. But anyway, uh, we have a friend of ours that has a horse running in the Kentucky Derby, so it's really exciting, RJ. And uh, the name of the horse is, uh, is White Abario. And it's, uh, it's exciting because we've known these people for – they're friends for some time and they've been in That's the awesome. race. So it's, it's, uh, we've got more of a vested interest. So I'm, That's what I'm put- saying. So this is the most like skin in the game, so to speak, you've ever had in the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. I, okay. I've never, I've never knew anyone personally. I mean, I've kind of had a right, acquaintance, right. but yeah. So this is cool. And so they live in the same hood and it's, uh, it's just really exciting. And we've been following them on, on uh, social media, their experience and everything. So it's, it's really, really cool. So I'm going to put awesome. some money on it. Uh, by the that's way, cool. the odds, the odds are 10 to one right now. So I think that's hey. a very, very good uh, value. And that, that, that chance for that horse to win. So we'll well, that's see. very cool. Rooting for, uh, for that, that horse, obviously uh, Kentucky Derby coming up. Uh, we got delayed in recording because uh, you actually texted me, said you're ready to go like the professional that you are. I said, actually, I need five minutes. I have to change a poopy diaper. So uh, that is um, that is my life. Uh, I don't have anything as exciting as the Kentucky Derby going on. Uh, but uh, you mentioned it. The NFL draft was last week and the grades are in and people generally do not like what the Dallas Cowboys did. You mentioned my mock draft. Um, I had, you know, like everybody I had a handful of favorite targets for the Cowboys. It, it never really made sense that the receivers were going to make it their way. Uh, it seemed unlikely that the guards were going to last and they were all gone. Um, I would not have made the decision that the Cowboys did at 24 overall, but they did. I mean, you know, you're an Oklahoma guy. I mean, you know, the mighty Tulsa Hurricanes, baby, mm-hmm. Tyler Smith coming to town. I mean, watch out. Um, 
were you were you impressed? Did you let the the public opinion kind of sway you? I mean, like, how do you feel now that it's been almost a week? Well, I'm just like you. You know, we talk about on a show and the speculation and different players that they evaluated and what's going to make them a better team. And as you mentioned, it was just kind of a kind of a weird draft. And and honestly, I was going back and forth watching the Mavericks game. I saw the first two picks and then went back, you know, turned the channel and went back to the NFL draft. But I, I, I mean, really, I'll be honest with you. I mean, Tulsa Hurricanes was in my backyard growing up, and I was in the Missouri Valley days. John Cooper, by the way, was a great coach who coached the Ohio State Buckeyes. But anyway, Tyler Smith, I was, like, asking myself and everyone else who. And, and then, you know, once this, the dust settles and everyone's like, oh, my gosh, who is this guy? Why are we drafting him? I can see why the the upside on him to draft him at that position. And as you mentioned, you know, there's other players that are already gone and and uh, they weren't going to trade up or do anything crazy. So it's, it's going to be a work in progress. But I do like what I've seen on on tape and the video I've seen. And, and he's a big dude. And, and that's one thing that the Cow- Cowboys did in this draft. They draft a lot of size. You know, um... Well, so first of all, Tyler Smith is also incredibly young, literally just turned 21 years old. Uh, now, now we're in the month of May, but so last month. Um, so he is very, very raw, very green, you know, certainly has a, a long way to go. Um, and so, you know, Jerry Jones said, of course he did, that it reminded him of Tyron Smith that we've talked about many times before. He was 20 when the Cowboys drafted him. Uh, coming from a little bit of a, of a different pedigree in USC as, as opposed to Tulsa. Um, you know, it, it was once said that, that a lot of people liked to leave Oklahoma for USC, but, you know, we'll, we'll just let that be water under the bridge. Uh, wow. But, wow. but uh, uh, you're so like, you're hey, you know what? Man. I owe you like for 14 Kawhi Leonard hey, comments. Hey, look, so, hey, I, I'm not the one that had to wait, wake up I, and, and, and change poopy diapers. That's true. Dude, that's, I, I, I did my share, so I don't. I feel sorry for you in a way, but hey. Well, so you mentioned you did your share. It's not permanent. You you mentioned you did your share. Your daughter goes to Arkansas. Mm -hmm. um, And this is kind of what I wanted your take on mostly. Um, Cowboys drafted defensive tackle John Ridgway out of Arkansas with their final pick in the fifth round. And he is kind of the the example. The fifth round was so weird. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the, the first pick, Matt Willetsko out of North Dakota, great athlete, but, but definitely needs some time to kind of develop into the NFL. Uh, Deron Bland, the corner out of Fresno state, same kind of thing, like lots of traits that you can love, but again, still need some time. And then Damone Clark, the linebacker at LSU with the spinal fusion surgery. Um, I'm sure Tiger Woods has some, some thoughts, but, uh, but Damone Clark's probably not going to play, uh, here in 2022. So John Ridgeway was, was an interesting pick in that sense, but, but the general consensus, Tony, is that like, well, John Ridgeway has an attitude. And everybody kind of believes, except for the Cowboys locker room, um, that part of the reason Dallas lost to San Francisco, for lack of a better you know, term, is that they're soft, um, th- that they, they are a bunch of soft players and that they got punched in the mouth. And, you know, they're fine. You know, when the Cowboys are up big on you, like when they were beating, say, Washington on Sunday Night Football and, and Dax throwing touchdowns to Terrence Steele, they have no problem flexing their muscles, right? They, they want to rub it in. It's it's all fun when, when everything's going their way. Mm-hmm. But when it's tough, when you got to get down to the nitty gritty, 
they're kind of soft. And that's kind of, I don't want to blame Jason Garrett, but that's kind of like the culture of players that he built. So it does seem like Mike McCarthy's again, John Ridgeway, kind of a great example is looking for some attitude. I'm not saying he's like a troublemaker or anything, but like a physical player who's, who's just, who wants to just like fight people along the interior. Wow. You're, you're on a row. You worked in the USC jab and then you threw in the, hey. you know, the, the, the Jason Garrett. My but, hands were uh, literally just touching poop. So I'm, I'm ready to, to say and do anything. Say oh it. Lord. Uh, but seriously, John Ridgeway, and you mentioned my daughter goes Arkansas. I actually right. went and, and saw him play uh, live and I was really impressed with him. And I think if what, you know, I like him because he's a big dude, but he plays really good technique. Mm-hmm. He's got just enough nastiness in him. And I think it's a great value at number five. I think this is a second player the Cowboys have drafted from Arkansas since Jerry's on the team. Correct That's me if I'm correct. Wrong. Do you know the other one? Because there's only two now. Uh, oh, Felix Jones. Right. Well, you know, hey, my that's ho- a trivia question. This morning, unlike sometimes. <laughs> yeah, a, so to your point about John Ridgeway, I think this guy can – the transition because he is a big dude. He's 6'5", over 300 pounds, and he's a, kind of a space eater type of guy. And I, I think that – I think people are going to be really surprised at what this kid can do because I know Sam Pittman, the, the head coach – uh, at Arkansas. I think that the technique that he teaches uh, is it shows up. And to me, when I watched John Ridgway play, when I went back to Fayetteville for parents weekend, I was like, man, who is this kid? Because he's playing in a, in the SEC conference. Okay. So I think that's a great measurable and I like the pick. It really, um, you know, I would love to see the Cowboys, you know, more premium resources into the defensive tackle position. I don't know, maybe the second overall pick, you know, you know, the great defensive tackles in NFL history have gone with the second overall pick. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, no discredit to John Ridgeway, but you know, it's, it's hard to find significant contributors on day three. And that's really the only time they, they've thrown resources at defensive tackle. Yes. They drafted Tristan Hill in the second round and Neville Gallimore uh, in the third and even Osa Digizua, but generally like Quentin Bohana, you mentioned like he's a space eater, John Ridgeway. Like I am pleased to see the Cowboys kind of, you know, finally pursuing a, a true sort of nose tackle, you know, like mm-hmm. that's been something they've, they've heck, yeah. ra- like that they've strayed away from, like get, mm-hmm. get this dude in the middle and have him just, just again, just be a wall, like just, just wreak and cause havoc. And he seems like that guy. And I think their whole class again is, is full of like Tyler Smith is a really, I mean, he had all the penalties and that's something, you know, it's, it's a big knock and, and something everybody's kind of talking I think about. They, but I, do, I think that can be corrected with technique. I think he'll, you know, I, I think that that's the thing when you look at these players, and and he's gonna he's gonna be at the guard position, I, and it gives them size inside. But that can be tough. His defensive line, offensive, a good offensive line can teach him the fundamentals to keep his hands inside. If you really want to get technical about it, well, and and so if I'm if I'm trying to be as optimistic as possible, right? If I if I'm just like being a super homer, putting on like mm-hmm. silver and blue glasses, the penalty thing is to a small degree an example of how physical, aggressive, whatever you want to call it, he plays, right? Like he's a nasty player in a good way. And I, again, I, I think this team kind of needs that. I, I, I hate to call my favorite team soft, but like, that's, that's who they were last year, right? Like they, whenever they were truly kind of tested, they lost because that's not, they're, they're not the dudes who are going to meet you in the back of the alley and throw down. And I think they're starting to get some guys who are kind of more capable of that, that sort of thing. Um, 
I understand the draft grade is poor. I understand that the consensus value for Tyler Smith was low. The consensus value for even Sam Williams, who actually joined our show and said he wants to go by D Williams. Um, I can understand the consensus value for him is low. Everyone is super pumped about Jalen Tolbert, the wide receiver out of South Alabama. Um, I mean, I don't, I mean, this, this is kind of what we expect to know. Like it's kind of chalk for, for how the Cowboys tend to operate in the draft. Yeah. I think that, you know, the, the bottom line is that you ask yourself when you're going, uh, we want to become better and only time will tell if they, they're, they're better. And you look at the, the players that they went and, and drafted and you go down the line, uh, you know, the, the linebacker, Derone, uh, Damon uh, Clark from LSU, oh, yeah. as you mentioned, had the issue with this, you know, with the, the, the spinal cord, correct? So right. that, that could be something that could really work out nice to the Cowboys because he's got the size and he's played for, I mean, he throw the LSU and everything else. And then just quickly on that, Tony, just because the Cowboys are, are super uh, irresponsible, I guess, with second round picks. Right? They love to take these chances with like uh, Jalen Smith. I mean, Kelvin Joseph. Right. And I, I'm all for taking chances. Right. Like that's the draft. Like you're you're buying lottery tickets to some degree. Some are a little bit more predictable than others. Right. Um you want, you want to buy a lottery ticket with a fifth-round pick in Damone Clark? You think he can come back from spinal fusion mm-hmm. surgery? Awesome. Do it. You know what I mean? And I hope and pray that he does. And if, but if he doesn't, you know, God forbid, it's, you're not hurting yourself because you're not, you know, you're not investing a premium resource into that. And, and again, if it works out, I think that they look really smart. But it, it's a lot more difficult to look really smart when you spend a second-round pick on a guy. Again, Jalen Smith is just the most obvious recent example. But I, I, but I really think that the Cowboys, they, the perception is already been made the decision making they're going to make. Mm-hmm. So they, what they want to do is they want to, if it's a risk and reward, then I think that that's what they want to do. And it's a fifth round draft pick. It's not, mm-hmm. I mean, what's it costing you, RJ? You got nine picks. Yeah. I, I, I've tried to you know tell everyone that listens to our podcast. Not all these nine guys are going to make the right. Everyone has to draft these players in a draft and, We'll see what happens along with the free agents and everything, a, a mixed bag of players. But I think that you have to look at the value and, and, and everyone has their own, the way they evaluate. Will McClay or is it Stephen Jones? Ever. And, and I think that there's this, this, I would say, this vision that they have. Their vision is to try to become better through the draft. And if that works, it works. And But – I don't know. I, I think that just because you draft someone in the first, second, or third round, not necessarily those guys are going to be – you're going to hit on all of them. Yeah, it sounds great. And you're trying to pacify the media and like, okay, this is who we thought you would pick and you didn't pick them. You're a bunch of idiots and all that, – that is always the, the verbiage that goes along around social media and everything. Oh, you, who's this guy? I haven't even heard of him. And then he just gets beat on – you know, people are posting a, a you know, guy getting beat on a bull rush because I mean, that happens. But I just think right now, I think when you look at what they're, they've done, it's all about, as I mentioned, it's all about are they going to be better? Are they going to be better in two or three years? Not because we know. And we can't be naive and think, oh, these guys, how many of these guys are going to be immediate contributors? Maybe there'll be some surprises there. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right. Got to be realistic about it. So I think because I think the largest amount of vitriol as far as like coming from Cowboys fans was last Friday after the first round pick. I think all, all Friday, everybody's like, why did you do this? Why did you reach? I think the, you know, people liked the D Williams pick, but Jalen Tolbert in the third round really kind of made up for things. And then I think everyone is, is fully willing to acknowledge day three rounds, four through seven are, you know, Hey, it's, it's hard, right? Like that's a really difficult thing to, to find success in year in and year out. But I, I do think, you're right. I think the person who I have continually felt worse and worse and worse for over the offseason has been Mike McCarthy. And I'm not trying to say that Mike McCarthy deserves no blame, deserves no criticism. That's not my point. But Mike McCarthy is the one who's like having to answer for the sins of the father. Right. Like like Mike McCarthy is the person who's who's now like held responsible for the 30 year drought for, you know, for every single thing that has gone wrong with the Cowboys organization in most people's lifetimes. It's Mike McCarthy's fault. Uh, he's just kind of the poster boy for the dysfunction. You know what I mean? And so I, I feel for him. I, I think that's tough. And I think you mentioned how everybody's calling them idiots, right? Like, oh, you, you messed with the draft. We never even heard of this guy. I do think, and, we, and many people have said this, this offseason, Cowboys fans are so much more disconnected than they've ever been. I don't think that morale, I know there's no way to measure this, but I don't think morale has ever been as low among Cowboys fans collectively as it is this offseason. And so they've they've kind of made this bet, right? Like you said, they, they believe that they want to build through the draft. Okay, great. You didn't do anything in free agency. You said the draft is where we're going to make our meet. And so if you don't have a draft that the whole world agrees with, then you look dumb. You know what I mean? And and the only thing you can do is work and prove people wrong. But right now they have made this bed to where anything they do kind of, they're going to get poked at and made fun of because there are no results to kind of back up their line of thinking. You know what I mean? Well, I think that, uh, I think a lot of people, and I, RJ, you can agree with this. Didn't we think they needed to get you know, bigger and, and, and tougher and, Sure. Have an anchor more on the inside. Is this Tyler Smith? Is he going to be the answer to that? He's 325 pounds and he can be nasty inside and just let him develop. He's a big dude. And we all understand that, look, there's expectations and hopefully it's not like a Connor Williams who struggled the first year. And there was a lot of upside and expectations on him. And I think that that's what they want this guy to become. Uh, the, the thing that I really had an issue with is that when you look at all these drafts and, and the, the, the kid they, they drafted out of North Dakota. Uh, Matt Valetsko. Yeah. Uh, and then when Jerry says that we're, we're not going to seek any free agents to solidify our swing tackle and says yeah. we're going to this is going to this is going to be we're going to count on this rookie. And I'm thinking, haven't we gone there before? Because we know Tylen Smith is going to be. Look, I hope he plays 16. Hope he plays the Cowboys go to the Super Bowl. How about that? And he plays 20, 
20 games, okay? Or how many or se- they play that would, that would be uh that would be being the first having the first round by and playing yeah. every single game, yeah. Every single game. That's what I, to in a nutshell. So but he's coming out and making those comments. I'm like, are you ready to go there? This guy hasn't played one down in National Football League, and all of a sudden you're anointing him and you're putting pressure on this kid to be the swing tackle in a national football league is rookie year. Well, so to add to your point, okay. And it's unfortunate because that's, like, a lot of sense. I, that's right. I, I don't understand and, what you're saying. And, I, that. and to be clear, I know you're not saying you don't believe in Matt. Well, but it's just, it's not a smart bet to make, but to that point, you know, okay, cool. You drafted this dude in the fifth round. You're telling us right now he's going to be our swing tackle. What about the guy you drafted in the fourth round last year? What about Josh Ball? Like, why isn't he, if you're, if you're so good at this, why isn't he your swing tackle right now? He's entering his second year. And I do really believe that, and like, we all do this, right? Like we're, we're all like mm-hmm. victims and students of experience, right? Like, you know, we, we learn, we adapt, we adjust like as human beings, but the Cowboys have kind of bought they're, 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 you know, kind of buying their own stuff. They're smelling themselves a little bit. And, you know, this is something we talked about with free agency. We predicted that they would not participate that much in free agency because they would look at the moves they made last year and say, hey, we, we shopped in the bargain bin last year. We found J. Ron Curse. We found Carlos Watkins. We found Terrell Basham. It works. We know what we're doing. That, that year, yes, you pulled it off. Congratulations. But that was the exception. Generally speaking, that line of thinking doesn't work. And I really think that they're looking right now at their starting right tackle, Terrence Steele, and they're saying, look how we develop offensive linemen. We took this undrafted free agent, Terrence Steele, and he's now a starting right tackle in the NFL. We can do that with anybody. And true, you did it. Terrence Steele has proven a lot of people wrong. He's not perfect, but he's a lot better than your average undrafted free agent entering his third season. But I really believe that they, you know, call it arrogance, call it hubris, whatever, but they're buying into themselves a little bit and their own abilities to develop players. And maybe they can, like maybe they can do it. And if they can, good for you. Tell me and Tony how wrong we are, but the odds of it happening are so low. And and the fact that you're banking on that is a little irresponsible. And you can say that for about Leal Collins. Totally. Remember that, for, remember that his rookie year, he didn't get drafted because there was some off the field, right. some really bizarre ha- things that happen you right. get into. I think people can pull that up and Google it. And he was, he eventually was a free agent. He was supposed to be a first round pick, correct? Right. So that, and yeah. being, he didn't they sign got, and they, and with a, is a, is a free agent. It, it, was, my recollection. it was very unfortunate what happened to him. Obviously he, he fell all the way suspect. out of the draft. Yeah, but, he right. But in, it, the timing of it all was very poor, uh, but, but they, they did sign, but he, yeah, he would have gone like, People say that a lot of, about a lot of players. He would have been like the, the second tackle off the board in 2015, but he but, went but, undrafted. But you got you got to give him some credit. They did work to a certain extent until they gave him the big contract, and then it was like, well, what? yeah. But I mean, but it, went, it went downhill. I'm, I'm just saying, in right. the comparison, that you, the decision making. I don't know how you can go back and say, well, you know, he was good for a couple of years, but then you can say he didn't play a hell of a lot. So that didn't work. And then the, the, your point about Terrence still. You know, that comes to me. It's like, well, they found this guy. They developed him. And what if they hadn't drafted him? What if they, what, what if he'd not been on the roster? So you got to give him some, it, you know, it's give and take. A lot of people don't want to give him that much credit. But to the comment about what he said about the, 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 deep, the excuse me, the offensive tackle that drafted from North Dakota State, and to, to go ahead and say that <laughs> – we're not going to pursue anyone any further uh, players in free agency to fulfill the swing tackle 
uh, we're just going to count on this rookie that hasn't played a down. He's going to be the guy. That's that's really it's, place. That's really you're talking about placing a bet on you know the, the Kentucky Derby. I mean, to, there's a lot of odds of that not making. Excuse me, not not hitting on that because of just the circumstances. This guy's a, a young dude. It's dumb. It's like saying, oh, last year at the Kentucky Derby, we closed our eyes and picked a random name and we hit. So let's mm-hmm. just let's use that same philosophy again this year. Like you you hit like congratulations, but you you should you shouldn't operate that way. Um, I do want to ask you. He's a big dude though, six eight. Oh, I'm hit. Well, he's a freak. He's an athletic he's a, marvel. But well, he's he got a, he's got a lot of upside though. I'm just saying. Um, I mean, he may he may be one of these cats that this has no problem in the transition. I'm I'm not gonna uh, I'm gonna give I'm gonna go a little bit be a little bit more pessimistic and say no, but he's definitely got the the measurables. The dude's huge. I did want to ask you um, about one other comment that Stephen Jones made. Mm-hmm. Uh, St- Stephen, you know, I don't, I don't like feel bad for Stephen, but I will say, like, man, people, people, people say they things about they, they beat him up, man. Oh, dude, St- like that's what I'm saying. It's like, like relentless. I do think it's disproportionate. Like, I think Stephen gets like all of the blame. You know what I mean? Where like Jerry gets none. Will McClay? Well, gets you said none, Mike like, McCarthy. Stephen Jones well, is right in that same category as Mike I know, McCarthy. That's what I'm saying. Like, and I'm not saying like, oh, Will McClay sucks, whatever. But like, everybody deserves some blame. You know what I mean? And fine, you want to give Stephen the most. That's cool. But like, people act like he is just lighting the, the team on fire. Like, but anyway. Uh, and again, I am not in any way defending Stephen Jones. But something he said that I actually thought was not wise uh, in the post draft press conference. So they did not draft a running back, and a lot of people thought they would. Uh, because the writing is on the wall. You can, you know, in the NFL, and you know this, you always talk about this, you follow the money, the, the money will tell you about the way teams are thinking and what they're planning on doing. And so next year, Tony, in the spring of 2023, Tony Pollard is going to be a free agent. And for the first time since the Cowboys gave Zeke Elliott the big-time contract three years ago, they can get out of that deal without it really impacting their own financial situation, which is why a lot of people thought you draft a running back this year so that you have that guy when Pollard and Zeke walk away. That is something that everybody knows, but not something that Stephen Jones should say out loud. So anyways, they're having their post-draft press conference. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Stephen says, you know, we looked at at drafting a running back. Pollard next year, he's going to be free. And Zeke, Zeke's making a lot of money. He said that. I mean, like he, and, and look, I, I understand. I'm, and I don't know if this is where you're going to go. It's a business, right? Football's a business. Steve, uh, Steven understands that. Zeke understands that. That's fine. But that is such a bad look, I think, for Steven to be talking about how much money Zeke's making. For I think it's bad for a lot of reasons. One, why is he making that much money, Steven? Who, who pulled, who, who, who orchestrated that decision? You did, man. And beyond that, it only creates like dysfunction and awkwardness. Like Zeke is beloved in that locker room. Like he, the production's not there and that's a whole different discussion, but that's a lot of people's dude. And you're out here like talking about his money. You know what they say? You don't talk about other man's money. I, I got no problem with that. I, I respect okay. him more now him coming out and saying it. Like, so you respect Steven more, you're saying? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I respect Zeke. Uh, I think he's been a tremendous contributor to this team, but he's right. He's basically read between the lines. Oh, he's, he's definitely right. Make, I just he's, think making, he's, making, he's making too much money. He's not going to be here. And Tony Pollard's going to become a free agent. So they'll probably they probably let lesson learn. Everyone's like, you, you always talk about learn your lesson. <laughs> so the Cowboys, uh, you, you think that that was the right decision to give Zeke all that money? No, no. Okay, I, so my point is, it's like he's basically, there's some omission there. 
Yeah, I mean, but I'm you not can't, you can't I'm do not anything about it for a year. So you're just making it that. awkward. Well, he's just kind of setting himself up for it. What, look, he, Zeke has made a ton of money. Sure. The Cowboys did listen to they. I don't know how reluctant they were to not. And a lot of people say, why'd you? Everyone's like, well, Zeke, yeah, they're, it's like he's all washed up. And you see it, all the people on the on the social media and all the haters, like, ah, you know, and the overpaid Zeke. He's not the guy he used to be. We even mm-hmm. talk about that. But that's that's the nature of the business. Pre, you know, present, uh, I would say present day value. And, and they had to do that. So to the point about Stephen Jones, I got no problem with that. I will he, say. He's, he's setting himself up for what in the future. And I don't think, I don't think Zeke cares about that. I mean, he may, but he understands it's a business, man. Dude's I will made say a ton this. of money. I am happy that Steven is thinking this, right? Like I'm, I'm proud. Okay, Steven, good for you. You've learned, right? Like you learned your lesson, like Tony said. All right. So I'm happy he's thinking it. I don't think it's wise for him to say it publicly, just like last week. Um, I don't think we talked about this um, on the show because I think it happened afterwards. And I, I maybe I'm becoming a father and like or maybe we did talk about it. I don't even remember. But uh, and maybe I'm just getting old, Tony. Maybe, maybe talking about him, him blaming the the, the uh, he blamed. Uh, we talked about talk. Was it talk with Charles? Yeah, I okay. so like. It was it was funny. It's Jerry's line about Taco, how Taco is Steven's fault, whatever, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. I'm not like there was humor in it and it was lighthearted. I get it. I'm not trying to be like, get off my lawn guy. But so while I can acknowledge it was funny, I don't think it's wise or a good look for Jerry to be saying that. You know, like Taco's still in the NFL. Like a lot of players on the team are boys with him. You know, like that just isn't a good look, I think, to to be like, yeah, that pick that we made five years ago, it sucked, you know, like, and they're putting all the blame on taco. Like Everybody, every, everybody else says he's, he sucked. I mean, it, it, look, they drafted him. I know. You know but Bryce, it's just, well, look, 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 here's the thing. You know, I was a, I was a high draft pick and I'm at times like, I don't, I didn't really, sometimes I feel like I didn't live up to the expectations and you know, that's on me and it hurts, but without a doubt, it, it, taco Charlton had his chance. And I, I thought agree. it was kind of, I thought it was it disrespectful. Did it hurt? Yeah, I guess it did because that's my point. It was it was just on top of Charlton, you know, his response. Oh, it was hilarious. But I mean, I thought it was like hey, that's the way that's the society we live in. Everything goes out sure. there immediate. I will but say I this thought, I, 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 look, at least he he admitted that the guy was you know, no one likes to be labeled as a bust. And we I guess all maybe we all need to be accountable for everything in life, right? Like that's, that's a lesson. Like you've taught your children, right? Like you got to own your decisions. You got to have take responsibility, et cetera. So like, it's noble that you would say about your career talk. I'm sure taco, I assume would say that, yeah, he didn't live up to the expectation. However, I don't think it's fair to place hundred percent of the blame on taco. The same way I wouldn't place hundred percent of the blame on anybody. Like you use yourself as an example. The Falcons were a disaster when, when mm-hmm. they drafted, you know, like, yeah. like, so like the Cowboys didn't did taco no favors. You know what I mean? Like they, it's not like the Cowboys like completely, you know, like brought him in and like lavished him with security and, you know, like lots of other tools to help him succeed. They didn't like ruin him either. Again, there's a lot of blame. Most of the blame that goes on taco shoulders here. But it is, but RJ, yeah, but it's, it's disrespectful. But, but, yeah. That's all I'm but, saying. But RJ, the reference was between the comparison between Micah Parsons and Taco Charlton. Now, there'd be a lot of, I'd be hard pressed to find a lot of guys that compare to what Micah Parsons did his rookie year. Sure. Beyond, you couldn't compare it. And so I thought maybe it was kind of one of those nervous, 
Yeah, it was, and it, it was Jerry that's, trying to be charming and funny. That's Jerry. I mean, when it, we, it is. Are we surprised that, what Jerry says? Sometimes? No, but, but it annoys me as, as somebody who wants this team to succeed that in the last week they have said the taco thing publicly and the Zeke thing publicly. And it's not like they're saying these things publicly like they're at, you know, I don't know, a Highland Park game and they just happen to have a camera in their face. No, dude, they're literally sitting at a press conference with microphones and you know what I mean? Like those I don't think those are things that while they may be true, while they may be funny, whatever, while there may be merit to them, I don't think that they are things that that positions of leadership on NFL teams should be I, saying I think, publicly. Yeah, and I and I like your line of being uh, more you know positive and not being negative. But uh, I think it was like one of those moments that you know, Jerry just couldn't help himself. He, he they set him up, threw him a softball, and he's like, "Dude, I'm just going." couldn't help himself i was it right no i feel bad for charlton was it funny yeah to a certain degree because of the michael parsons and taking the blame for the good and i think they take the blame for the bad you look at it because and that's the thing like i don't know if in 20 years like they wanted to joke about the taco thing like that's there's you know what i mean it's it's enough time he's still in the nfl and like i said like one of his best buds on the team was demarcus lawrence you know what I mean? Like you think Tank is appreciative of them dogging his boy like that? And I like as a different example, the Philadelphia Eagles suck at drafting wide receivers, which is why they traded for AJ Brown. One of the worst picks they've made in recent history was Jalen Rager, who they took in the first round two years ago. He sucks. He's terrible. He's awful. And they're kind of trying to trade him, right? And and the fact that they're trying to trade him obviously says that they don't value him that highly. But is Howie Roseman, is Jeff Lurie out here like publicly dragging, you know, you know Jalen Rager? No, because that's not a smart thing to do publicly. But, but, but you know, RJ, you've been covering the Cowboys. This is not, it's not a conventional. Oh, leadership. yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's not a conventional. Yeah. So, so I think we just, that's why. I, so I realize that I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm complaining. Saying, that- I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm just telling you, son. I I realize that I'm complaining that they sell peanuts at the circus. Like it's just, it is what it is. Like it's the circus, but um, those are, those are my thoughts. Again, maybe I'm just getting old. You know, I've been going to bed earlier. I didn't even, I I didn't stay up for the whole Mavericks loss. Like it's just, you know, I don't know who I am anymore. I'm just, you know, I got poop on my hands. That's who I am. I got poop on my hands. It it does. It does some amazing things to you. That's for sure. Fatherhood. Um, All right. Um, well, congratulations to the newest members of the Dallas Cowboys. Congratulations to Tony uh, in advance for his horse winning the Kentucky Derby, putting that out into the universe. Uh, enjoy I, it. I, I told him, I said, it's a great couple, Clinton and uh, Danielle Cornette. And I said, look, if you guys won the Kentucky Derby, uh, I'm very a very affordable, stable stable guy. I, I mm-hmm. can shovel some manure. I, I don't come at a very high price. But uh, I'll make them affordable. So I, I really look. I think it's going to be tremendous. I hope, uh, I hope they, I hope, I hope White Barrio wins. It'd be tremendous. It'd be We're tremendous all rooting time. for him. Um, my last question: um, Have you, have we talked about Yellowstone? Because you bring up like manure and like horses and stables. Are Ozark. You well, that's Ozark. What that's where I was going. So I watched the first. Not going to say anything. Well, I watched the first season a long time ago, like when it first came out. And then I started the second season and I think that was like, we moved and I just kind of got busy and never went back. So my question Mm -hmm. to you is, I know that the last part or season or whatever just dropped. Mm -hmm. Should I go back? Is that your official recommendation? Should I go back and and finish it? Absolutely. Now I think a lot of people, they have a, a lot of people have different 
shows that they kind of gravitate to and uh, people I've, I haven't heard too many people that don't like Ozark, but I will say this, the characters, you know, in some, let's say Breaking Bad and Yellowstone, they have great characters. Ozark, they have multiple great characters. Okay. All right. So I'm going to leave it at that. But so, I think if you, if you, since you're an old man now, you got your fatherhood and everything. Yeah, I might. You know what? This, this, you and the, the wife and Mrs. Binge watch it while your your son is asleep and you put I don't down. know. I mean, given given my newfound like you know <laughs> oldness, I might just throw on like some Cheers reruns, Mash. You know what I mean? Like I don't know, um, maybe Happy Days. Uh, just you Wait know, a second. You're, some, you're getting a little yeah. You're, um, that's a little beyond your time. Beyond all right. your time. Um. Well. Um. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. We'll be back next Tuesday. As always, this was the seven five zero.